And so what I used to do, I used to have a very another job that was stressful, a particular client that was stressful, micromanager. And so on Fridays, I would leave work, I would get a magazine, chocolate and wine. So that was great. It would help me decompress. But it never prepared me to tell her, you can't talk to me like that. Or you're being a micromanager, right? It never helped me deal with the problem. It never helped me um, learn to advocate for myself, right? So if I was to do this again, I would say, okay, I probably need to read a book about advocating for myself. I How many languages do you speak? One, two, four? I know how to teach you how to speak four languages. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what languages can she teach me? Maybe English, Spanish. I think Japanese is really cool. Mandarin. But no, these languages that I want to teach you are languages that are going to make you effective in your business and marketing, even in how you lead and support the people that you're around. It'll help you have effective relationships and realize how to really motivate and inspire people and talk to them in a way to get them excited. I want you to schedule a consultation with me at info at AishaThomas.org if you're a leader of a team, if you have a team that is having issues with conflict, if you're an individual just trying to take your business to the next level or your relationships to the next level. You need this tool because it's going to be so effective that you're going to see the transformation that happens around you. So schedule a consultation with me at info at AishaThomas.org or go to AishaThomas.org, scroll down to the bottom and click on that link for individual consultation. And let's get started on transforming your communication, collaboration, and reducing the conflict that you might face. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And today we continue and finish up the conversation that I started with Aisha Moore Hughes about self-care. If you missed that last episode, please go back to a couple weeks ago. We gave you part one and now we bring part two. And I think self-care is just as important as it was before now, especially with everything going on on the outside. We were transitioning post-COVID and now we're dealing with the elephant that has been in the room for some time, a lack of diversity, racism, discrimination, and emotions are high. But in the process, I want us to remember to ensure that we are managing and maintaining our emotions. And it's hard for so many people who are directly impacted or connected to someone that is impacted or even a community. So get your notepads, get ready for this message as we continue the conversation about the importance of self-care. Okay, so it's a set of personal practices that builds our resilience and supports us in feeling our best emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And so I want to point out a couple of things about that particular definition. So the first thing is that it's personal practices. One person's self-care may not look like another person's self-care because none of us have the same life. So it has to be specifically working on issues that you may have that is getting the weight of you being resilient. So that's the next part of it. It's to build our resilience, right? So it's not to make our nails look good. It's not so our eyebrows can be on fleek. Like all of that pampering is really, really good. Um, but we're looking for things that will help us build our resilience because there's no such thing as a stress-free life. There's all kinds of stress that'll come our way. But the question is, 
how can we train ourselves to be resilient? If um, I'm probably dating myself, but if people know that little toy or that little cartoon called the weeble wobble, right? So it wobbles around, but it doesn't fall down, right? So it moves around, but it never falls down. And that's how we need, we have to be, that's what we're trying to get to, that when something happens, like it might, you know, throw us off our game a little bit, but it's not gonna lay us all the way down. And then it's also not just about, for a lot of people, they come to me first with like the physical thing, they wanna eat right and exercise, but it's also about your emotional, mental, health and your spiritual health. So it's overall wellness. Love that. I mean, again, I love the personal practices. It has to be catered to you because a lot of times people will have, they'll give tips and they'll give, okay, this is what I have done. So the fact that you have to cater to it, cater it to you is so important. And that resilience part, resiliency is super, super important. And I think that it is important to know that stress, it's a part of our lives. It's going to be there, but it's providing and, or excuse me, building those strategies. So you are able to navigate around those stressful times where they don't affect you. Like you can pretty much much navigate around them effectively. So again, those personal practices and building that resiliency. So what I want to do is really help start helping these leaders that are on here listening and give us some ideas, some strategies, some tools, so we can start practicing self-care more, off, more um, often and make it something that is a part of our daily practice or even our weekly practice. So what are some things that you can provide to the people out there so they can start embedding this in their daily or their weekly or their monthly? lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just share like the five things that you need to think about to go to put together your own personal self-care plan. So as we talked about before, the first thing is you need to have a vision. So you have to have a vision of your life. And this is a vision of what your life would be if you were practicing self-care every day. How would you feel? What would you do? Like be very, very, very detailed. Because in the second step, we're going to work on our awareness and say, okay, where am I where am I at now? What does my day look like now? How do I feel now? And so I like people to really have that awareness of, um, okay, so this is how my day goes. How do I feel at the end of this day? How do I feel at lunchtime? How did I feel after that stressful meeting? Like really count up, like how much of your day makes you feel bad versus how much of your day is filled with meaning and enjoyment and it makes you smile, right? And a lot of us will realize we're very, very off in that department. And then from there, we need to look at our time behaviors, right? So we, we, we have to find the time for self-care. So that means we're going to have to switch some things up. So you need to know what you're doing with your time. So you need to figure out, okay, so one, one of the times that I'm, am I most stressed? Because then I need to probably do some self-care before or after those times if there are things that I just can't like get rid of. Um, and then when's the best time that, that I have time for self-care? So I recommend that people start their day with self-care and end their day with self-care, but sometimes you got to put a little bit in the middle. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you have to figure out that procrastination. We have to put some boundaries on, on yourself. Like I have a um, alarm that goes off on my phone at nine o'clock that says, stop scrolling Instagram and go read a book. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, otherwise I, I, need, I need to add that. <laughs> <laughs> because I said part of my self-care plan, what's important to me is to read books. So I make sure that, you know, have that alarm for that. So then the next thing is like, okay, so what should I actually do for self-care? And that goes back to that awareness step of step two. The self-care strategy that you use should be working to 
um, first off, mitigate any stresses that you found that you had in your life, right? And so what I used to do, I used to have a very another job that was stressful, a particular client that was stressful, micromanager. And so on Fridays, I would leave work, I would get a magazine, chocolate, and wine. So that was great. It would help me decompress, but it never prepared me to tell her, you can't talk to me like that. Or you're being a micromanager, right? It never helped me deal with the problem. It never helped me um, learn to advocate for myself, right? So if I was to do this again, I would say, okay, I probably need to read a book about advocating for myself. I probably need some professional development. I probably need some communication skills. And that's what was going to help me long-term with her as opposed to chocolate, wine, and a magazine. Like that wasn't, it was just going to put me back in that in that cycle so it might help in the moment that i could decompress but when monday morning rolled around like i still wasn't prepared for that battle that i was going to have with her so to me all your yourself a lot uh, you need to first start with figuring out what's happening right now and how you can prepare yourself to um to decrease those things then we need to do some basic things that are overlooked Dehydration, drink, drink your water, <laughs> do your dehydra dehydration, make sure you're getting hydrated because um, even being dehydrated will make you irritable. And you can, again, we talked about earlier, snapping on people, you may not be the best communicator when you're irritable. And so things like sleep, having enough water, um, eating healthy foods, all of that can go really, really far before we start to do all of these other things like i need to go on a 10-day meditation retreat i need to go on a spa vacation like we do all of that but then our basic stuff is not even together and you will you will be surprised how far how much stress how much more resilient you can be just by staying hydrated just by staying hydrated it'll go you know very very far so i really want people to make sure that the self-care that you choose matches one of two things either an issue you're trying to fix or a piece of that vision that you're trying to go towards it needs to have it needs to have a point it needs to be a part of an equation it needs to be a part of balance because um, otherwise you're just doing random things that may not get you the result and the result you want is stress reduction that's yeah. the result yes and so <laughs> if you're doing much doesn't actually reduce your stress it may feel good in the moment but then we never get to the root of the problem. Wow, wow, that's really, really good vision. I mean, time behaviors, I think it's really important. I mean, even when you talk about the time, setting that alarm, I wrote down, I need to set alarm. Because again, sometimes the day just, it just goes, especially right now. I feel during this season, although we're transitioning back to, I guess, another new normal, I've worked harder than I have, because again, I'm playing teacher, so I have to juggle that. I have to juggle my gym time. I have to juggle working. The system is up and down. And since I have been in this COVID-19, and I said it before in another episode, I am going to bed midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Don't get on me, Aisha. Don't get <laughs> on me. <laughs> but I have not been able to break that. And I think that's when the noise is cut off. And, and of course, I think even when I think about adjustments I have to make, my kids are going to bed at 11. Hey, they don't have to, you know, they can sleep mm -hmm. all day. But it's like there's one side of it. The reason why I'm making them go to bed later is because my son gets up so early. He can go to bed at one o'clock in the morning. And for some reason, he's up bright and early. Hey, mom. So I've stretched out their bedtime so they can sleep in later. 
so I can, you know, have a little quiet time because that quiet time is important. However, comma, I have not been able to break the cycle of going to bed at a decent hour. And <laughs> it's become a part of my norm, but it's not norm because once I do go back to the workspace, I have to readjust. And um, that's something that I'm working on right now. And I think, you know, what you're saying, procrastination, that's another reason because there are certain things that I'll push off. I won't do because I am at home. So I'm like, well, I can, I can do this work task later on in the day because I'm doing something else. So I think even in this season, would you recommend that people like pretty much keep the same schedule that they had before? I mean, this is just advice I'm asking for myself, mm -hmm. but should I have kept the same type of schedule I had when I was at work? Um, because I think it's like a mindset thing. People are still trying to adjust with, this is my home to relax, but I still have to go work. Like, what would you do in a, in a situation where someone is still adjusting, even though, um, you know, it seems like it's, it's a great time for people to rest and relax. They can't. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you necessarily have to keep the same schedule, but you have to figure out a schedule. That is the thing, a schedule and try it for a week or two and see if it works and then try something else. So at the beginning of this, you know, I was the same way. I'm like, well, I, you know, I have all this, I can do anything whenever I want to. And I was staying up late I was um, spending too much time on social media because it's like, well, I can just do that other thing I'm supposed to be doing right now, later. But right now, I'm going to tell everybody on the internet how wrong they are about this coronavirus thing because I have a degree in public health, so I'm going to tell you <laughs> what it's about. But then I, I started staying up later. It started to affect my energy. I started to look at, again at like my goals and how my goals weren't getting accomplished. So I decided to go on a different schedule. And so I tried out a, another schedule where I was like, okay, let me wake up. And the first thing I do, I just like break down all the work, work from six to six to noon. Then I can chill a little bit and then, you know, come back to what I need. And so that, you know, and then I was like, okay, that's working, but now I'm still not, don't have energy for the business stuff. So I worked out another schedule. So the thing is though, because I'm setting the schedule, I'm again, looking like looking at the schedule to say, okay, this is what I say I want to get done. Is there at least am I at least setting myself up for success to have the time to do it? Following it is another schedule, another thing. But if you don't even set up and look to say, okay, I have put time. I have thought about time for all these things that I want to do. You're not even, you know, you're not even in the game. You're not even on, on the playing field. We haven't even like sort of mapped it out. And don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. Have you had an opportunity to check out my free resources on my website, AishaThomas.org? If you haven't, go check it out right now. You need to make sure that even today, you have the skills to really be an effective leader, an effective coach, an effective mentor. So go to AishaThomas.org backslash free session, or go to AishaThomas.org and click on free resources and get the tools that's gonna to help you improve those skills, those abilities, and give you that confidence to lead, mentor, and coach and take your team members to new levels and I think really in this season we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace because one of the things that we're experiencing is that it's not an acute threat right it's not that flight or um fight or flight thing because like you can't see COVID it's not like right here in front right, of you right but it's still causing a stress that we can't see so I will say that 
people probably should plan to not have as much energy as they normally have. So again, then you got to get your schedule tighter, right? Because that energy you think you're going to have at the end of the day might not be there. And you're like, why am I so tired? You're like, well, because there's a little bit of just energy drain we're all experiencing right now from uncertainty. That's hard to quantify because we don't really feel it. But I just try to let everybody know, just like COVID is kind of there and you can't see it. There's this um, sort of energy drain that we can't see because we're all trying to deal with uncertainty and then just the mental gymnastics of figuring out what our schedule is you know is there going to be toilet paper there or not when i go to the store like all of that they're just little tiny things that we are not accounting for that are um sucking up our energy right now so we have to um just be really really diligent about when there's something that we really want to do we really want to get done go ahead and get it done because that the energy you thought you were going to have might not be there and you might not understand why, but it has to do with this sort of like background stress that we're all feeling together. Mm, okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. Cause that's the thing I haven't been sticking to the schedule. Like I'll get up, you know, I'll go to bed 12 midnight, get up, do the accountability call. Then I'm doing like a five hour grind. And then around 11, 12 o'clock, that's when my body is like, I need a nap. So then I might take a nap um, for my lunch hour. Then I get up and then around like right now, I'm, this is the time frame where my mind is like, time to go to bed, <laughs> three o'clock, four o'clock. But then I think about all the other things I have to get done. But then I think about the weekend. Could I have gotten my 12-page paper done? I could have, but did I? No. <laughs> I could have gotten that thing that I have to post on social media for my business done, but I, but I didn't. So again, I, I really connected with the procrastination and the really just looking at your time and looking at your time behaviors. And that will, I know for me, it'll allow me a lot of... Um, it'll get me to a place where I can get a lot more done and really structure my time properly to have self-care because I do want to sit down and lollygag sometimes, but sometimes I'm, I do it because I'm just over it instead of it being something that I planned and it's not because I'm just done with the day and I'm over it. Um, so I know that for me, I really connected to me and to a lot of people that I talk to, that's really um, a lot of the women that I work with within my leadership organization, a lot of them just don't have that time structure, that mindset. So I think that's, that's really, really huge. Um, and like you said, having that vision, um, making sure you have a point to look at. I mean, all of these tips and tricks are super, super important in this season. I just really think that a lot of us out there, leaders, if you're a male or female, I know some guys listen to this now, you can really implement this and it can really benefit you in this season. And even though we are going into like, again, another new normal, we still want to think about when we are adjusting what to do. So what's one thing that you can give people before we head out of here um, as we're transitioning back to another different kind of normalcy? What is something that you can tell the people they can do um, in this next transition um, that could help them in the area of self-care and just taking care of themselves? I think the, the main thing is to make yourself the priority first, literally at the beginning of the day so even if you have to wake up earlier to give yourself that self-care or do what it what it is that you love and enjoy to do do it first because we don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the day right so you that you have control of a lot of your morning but the rest of the day you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who's going to talk to you crazy you don't know what last minute assignment is going to come up so i always find myself saying okay i'm going to go to the gym at the end of the day or i'm going to do this later and then like like you just said later i'm staring at the wall later i just want some chick-fil-a nuggets i'm not trying to do you know anything at that point and so day after day i would break promises to myself 
And so there was this false idea of that, okay, everyone else gets my energy and I give myself the leftovers. And so I had to stop giving myself the leftovers. I am the main entree, the main event. And so we are going to eat that first, you know, if you will, maybe, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do me first. And then, then the energy, the time I have left goes to everybody else. Right. And so then I know that finite amount that they can have because I have taken, um, you know, that first part of the day for me, get it done. And so, so then I don't have to go through that cycle of guilt every single day. It's like, you let yourself down again. You said you're going to do this for yourself again and you didn't do it. Right. I had to stop that cycle. And so when I start work, I'm not even worried about having to do anything for myself because it is done. It gets checked off first and then, and then we, and we go from there. And it actually, um, the results, because it's all about results, right? So the results were for me was that I talked earlier, I was on six medications. I got off all my medications. Remember I was demoted? Wow. I'm, we back on top, baby. Hey. <laughs> demoted. My actual performance review the first year after the year of self-care was so good. And that particular supervisor didn't actually know that I had been burned out and she didn't know that I've been doing all the self-care work and everything that was in my review, I could see directly the results of all the work that I have been doing. And then even in my community work, I, be, I was on those four boards. I'm I got down to one and I was way more effective in what I was doing for them because I only had one to focus on. So yes. And so I felt less stressed. I felt um, better in my body. I had, you know, I wasn't exhausted anymore, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of what we're looking for in leadership is titles and cash money because that's what I was looking for at the beginning. So I got it at the beginning of this story, right? But I was able to get it again, and, but I was able to get it again in a healthy way. So if you put yourself first, literally, um, a lot of people are afraid to do it because they're afraid of what it's going to take away from themselves professionally, but it's going to add to you um, so much professionally. You're going to be the sharpest, sharpest, most creative one in the room. And you're going to get that title and you're going to get that money because you're doing the one thing no one else is doing, self-care. Wow. That's good. I love that. Like the wrap up of the other side of it, because again, we have that fear. And for some reason, we believe if we don't say yes to everything, if we don't do this, that it's going to affect our future, not realizing that making it, that adjustments, dropping, you know, all those extra tasks that you're doing or organizations you support, dropping, you know, making yourself first will actually allow you to produce more. It'll allow you to be more effective as a leader. Because I even the post I did today on social media, I I talked about even like limited mindsets, right? And how leaders need to have a level of emotional intelligence because the reality is what you, what do you, what you're not um, doing to take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, you know, working on yourself, even emotionally, it will show up in your leadership. You're not going to be able to show up effectively. And now when you do shut down, you can't be there for your teams and your organization like you want. Um, but just practicing and making those adjustments, look at the results of it. I love, I love that. So I really appreciate you hopping on. I know so many people are going to be blessed with this information. I know that you have your website, Self Care by Aisha dot com and you have a twitter page at aisha 
I always we always mess it up and say Aisha. So <laughs> that's my name. Spells the same way. Say, get it. I know at um, Aisha Moore MPH. But where else can people um, learn about you? I know you have this master class or this course that's coming out or is out. Tell the people more about that so they can start really investing in themselves so they can get more of these tools. Yeah, so we have many different things happening. So the first thing um, is that people should get on my email list. In order to do that, you can go to self-care by Aisha forward slash free gift. And so the free gift is your um, self-care planning template. So I talked earlier about the five steps that you have to go through and all five steps are there are lined out for you with worksheets and everything. So that would be the first thing I would recommend that everyone do. Um, and then we have the 31 day self-care masterclass and that's really comes from a lot of people are like, well, okay, manicures, massages, um, you know, what else do I do? Well, right now, as we all know, in most places, massages and manicures and pedicures are canceled, but our self-care is not canceled. And so what this does is go through mindset, um, your, your body, creativity, relationships, it gives you seven strategies that you can do in each of those areas. So you can see how vast self-care is. And so you don't need to do 31 things, but remember I said, it's a personal practice. So I need to give you enough, enough options that are well-researched so you can say, okay, this is what I'm going through. Let me check here and see where there is something that might meet what I'm going through or what I desire that I want to do for self-care. So all of that can be found um, if you just go to selfcarebyaisha.com. Love it. Love it. And fellas, you know, grab that worksheet, get those tools as well. I mean, I think it'll benefit the fellas as well, because, you know, I've, I've heard from my male counterparts, how they're struggling, you know, adjusting in this season as well. But, you know, I, I think that everything you said just hit it right on the nose. I know it's going to bless a lot of the leaders that are listening out there. Um, even if you're a leader at home, a lot of these practices are going to benefit you in so many areas of your life. So I really appreciate you hopping on Aisha. This information was amazing. I know it blessed me hopefully I can reach out to you in a week and say, okay, I, I've moved up from midnight to 10 o'clock, you know, cause that was normally baby my steps. bedtime. Baby yeah, baby stuff. Just a little, like 10 minutes, a little piece. Um, but I'm really going to be intentional about doing that because I want to make sure I'm leading effectively and I'm showing up at home as a leader at home and a leader on the outside. So again, thank you for hopping on. Make sure you guys go check her out again, self-care by Aisha.com. Go to that area where backslash free gift, get that free gift. Um, allow that to bless you. And again, thank you. Thank you thank you for hopping on and i will see you guys next week i got you it's coming are you ready to ignite the fire we are speak fire oh and by the way that's fire with a y what's going on everyone internal fire student fire young fire father's fire leadership fire champion fire <laughs> <laughs> unlocking the fire within Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe, turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.